Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Welcome in. Happy November 1st. Happy now the Black Friday deals are flooding your mailbox. We're now getting all the ads. What did you say about people selling stuff right now? Oh, man, it is a good time. After a very, very slow October, all of a sudden, at least in my little world on the uh, on the Internet selling stuff, it's been incredibly active for just the past couple of days. Stuff selling like mad. So if you're looking to dump stuff, apparently people took the, uh, the, the, the Halloween holiday as the clarion call to start stocking up <laughs> for Christmas because, yeah, they're out there looking for deals. I just see lists now that keep showing up of if you travel here, the 46 things that you can't live without. And then they link to Amazon, which I, of course, click on and then do the I'll put it in my cart and deal with it later thing. (laughs) (laughs) We'll we'll sort it out later. I totally am. Yeah, I totally am because I wait and see like how many points I've got that I can get this stuff for free and it doesn't really hurt. And And then eventually I just clear it out. Yeah, it's funny because Jen, Jen does that too. And we only have the one account for Amazon that we both use. So she'll do that. She'll put a whole bunch of stuff in the cart and then just leave it there. So I'll go to buy a thing and it'll say, do you want to check out 16 items? I'm like, no, no, no I want to check out one item, the one I just bought. <laughs> um. So how was your very exciting uh, oh. fire pit Halloween. I, I did everything. Okay. So as soon as I left here, like we said, you know, I had a couple of things to do. And while I was out doing my running around, stopped by the Costco. I went to the one that's just off of 35 uh, at the 35 South at like 95th street. Yeah. There's a Costco mm-hmm. like right there. And so I went to that one. It was brisk. I mean, there were a lot of people in shopping, but they okay. had just boxes and boxes of those giant bags of candy. So I bought one of each. I got one that was mostly chocolate stuff and one that was mostly, you know, just sugary stuff, uh, <laughs> you know, Twizzlers and, and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I figured I'll, I'll just mix them together, put them in the big bowl, and I'll set all my stuff up. So I got my lawn chair. I got my little table. Uh, got it was my, a great setup. Oh, yeah. It looked like you were you were ready for a good time. Got, got my Duraflame going, and it started all the other stuff that was already in the fire pit, and, and it had just started going, like really, you know, it was really starting to catch. And the first group of kids came by, and it was kids that I happen to know from my old neighborhood. That's only like a mile away. Uh, so the, you know, they came in, and they were like, hey, do you remember us? Yeah, sure. Here, have some candy. And that was it. Nobody else. 
Were there people out in your neighborhood and they were just like skipping your house or <laughs> no, what? No, because I mean, I was out there in the front yard. I would have seen there was nobody in our neighborhood out trick-or-treating last night. So I sat there scrolling on my phone with my little, <laughs> you know, with my fire going. It was nice. I mean, it was uh-huh. really, you know, it was a, you know, kind of a nice setup, like you said. But just sat there scrolling on the phone, sitting next to a big bowl of candy I can't eat, going, gee, I sure wish somebody would come and take this stuff from me. How much did you spend on candy? It was like thirty-five bucks. I think okay. yeah, one one bag was nineteen ninety-nine, and the other one was fourteen ninety-nine. So yeah, it was right at thirty-five dollars plus tax. So if anyone has suggestions of where John can get rid of the candy he can't eat, <laughs> yeah, feel free. You know, I found a couple of links of places you could donate it or sell it back. There really should, yeah, there should be more of that. In my my worry about it is that, you know, they came in these giant plastic bags that were sealed. And the candy's sealed, too. I mean, it's like mostly Snickers bars and Reese's peanut butter cups and stuff like that. So it's still, that stuff's still glued together. But the big plastic bag that I have it in has been opened. And that was my okay. worry is, is anybody going to take that since that's been opened? But there, there really should be a place to to go out and just donate because I've I mean there's no way we could have this for years and Jen and I would never go through this much candy. So in the old days, what we used to do is bring that stuff into the newsroom. Yeah. Oh yeah. And ju- all that stuff would just be piled on that really tall news desk that everyone passes, it and be, it would be gone by the end of the day. That would be a heck of a pile today. Yeah. Ugh. Um, we, we just don't have that many people in the building That's true. anymore for that. So um, I thought you and Parks might hang out. I thought I heard him say yesterday afternoon that he was going to be giving out candy. And I thought I heard him say something about a fire pit. I thought, oh, you two could like double team this because you don't live that far apart. <laughs> we completely should. Well, I'm going to have to ask him when he gets in today how, uh, how much candy, how many trick-or-treaters he had. Because if he gets, we mentioned this last year, my neighborhood last year was not, terribly active and i guess i probably should have known better mm-hmm. but i figured okay last year was still kind of weird you know it was still right. everybody was just still kind of a little sketchy about the, the pandemic and everything so maybe it'll start to pick up this year nope no wow look at the text line there are two stories happening on the text line right now that are extreme one is we got nobody same as you yeah. no one came it was the it was the lightest halloween crowd we've seen in years and then we've got somebody that just said, I had over 400 at my house in Gladstone. We had over 1,000 trick-or-treaters in somebody's neighborhood. I don't know where that is. Yeah, and somebody um, else had about 125 in Shawnee, yeah. so you're not that far from me. But, yeah, we had nobody. And I've mentioned before, I mean, our neighborhood, we're kind of the perfect storm for this because we either have uh, folks who are our age, where our kids are already grown and out, Right. Or like the the girl who just moved in across the street from us and the, the couple that live next door are really young couples. So if they have kids at all, they have babies. So they're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. In There's a year not or a lot two. Of, you know, kids in the middle. You'll have you'll have more. I mean, it was cold last night, but that wasn't the coldest Halloween. It's no. always bad weather on Halloween. Well, yeah, and, and I was outside. Now, granted, I had the fire going, but I was outside just in a pair of jeans, a hockey jersey, and a, you know, over a t-shirt, and that was it. I, you know, I didn't like have to bundle up or anything. Someone said Brookside was full of people. So I'm curious to know because some of you were texting this in. If you had fewer trick-or-treaters than usual and you had a lot of candy somebody just said they were handing out a fistful of candy to each kid yeah i because there just weren't that many if i had known it was going to be that light i would have given each of those kids like a bag of candy and like here have a trash can full um well john you can't answer this but i'm also curious to know what the cost like what the popular costumes were 
yeah. last night or the more creative ones who who got really creative about it um because i'm just always curious to know uh how that goes feel free to text those in or call 913-586-7798 um so does, real quick does the plaza do anything by the way not to interrupt but no it, you're fine is is there a like a thing that everybody in the plaza gets together and does or no no in fact there wasn't even anything happening in my building last night um there are to my knowledge there is one kid in my building okay which tells you what the building is made up of it's it's a lot of I guess we can call ourselves middle-aged now, which hurts a little bit, but it's like 30s <laughs> to 50s professionals yeah. that most of us don't have kids. Um, so there wasn't anything, there wasn't a party in the building last night. You know, it was cold and I was sitting in front of my window where I sit to do the show for a lot of the night just on my computer. The only th- the only instance I saw of Halloween was a dog that was dressed up. That's and funny. I don't I don't know where the dog was going, but the dog was in a costume and that was it. <laughs> do you know what he was dressed as? Or was it just... I, I didn't recognize it. It's possible he just had a sweater on. Okay. I mean, it's possible just because it was cold and it just got my attention because it was like a bright blue or something. Uh-huh. But no, there wasn't. I didn't even hear people last night. I mean, no later than usual. There's always some activity on the plaza after eight or nine o'clock. But there wasn't even like the 10 or 11 p.m. loud music happening. Gotcha. Yeah. Somebody on the text line just said that the local churches in their area uh, that do food pantries will happily take old, you know, the, your un, not old candy. I mean, it's brand new candy, but your unused candy. I, I was wondering about that, and I, I may just do that later today. We've got a Presbyterian church that's right around the corner from us, and uh-huh. I may just take it and go and say, hey, do you guys have any, any, any use for this? Do you guys do potlucks or whatever? You know, if you want it, it's yours. Oh, I love this. I need to know what county this is. Somebody just said our county sheriff's office takes our unopened candy and they use it for their activities that they have for kids. Oh, great. Okay. That's That's, cool. That's another fantastic idea. Yeah. Keep these coming in. I mean, there are lists that are out, but if you know of places where you can donate, again, the unopened candy, because I, as long as it's not been tampered with, I think you're fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I know mine hasn't, you know, I'm the one who opened the bag. And as long as the dogs, you know, stay out of it today, then everything will be fine. Somebody somebody said, got plenty of leftover candy. I'm going to put my Ozempic to the test. (laughs) Yeah. Just Uh just have them fight it out. Yeah, absolutely. A couple hundred in Olathe. Somebody grilled hot dogs yeah, we, and candy and spiked cider. Oh, we, we had somebody in our neighborhood when we were in Illinois that used to do that every year. They would open the garage and they mm-hmm. had you know, they were just grilling hot dogs all night. And if the kids wanted them, great. They were mostly for the parents who were taking the kids around, you know, right. just to kind of keep them sustained a little bit. But, yeah, they were really popular and great people, too. Um, so if you want to give us a call, let us know what you saw. 913-586-6798. Uh, we have some baseball to talk about. We'll take a break and then we'll get to this. Um on this day in 2015, the Royals won the World Series. I kind of forgot the World Series was even happening. We might have an end to that tonight. But John Sherman's been making a couple of comments um, and uh, about the World Series. We also heard uh, from the Hunt family yesterday about Arrowhead. We'll get to all that coming up here on KMBZ. The one-two again. Uh, remember that. What a difference eight, eight years, years ago makes. today. <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so the World Series is going on. I have I've heard so little about it this week. Um, but it it might end tonight. Isn't that funny? And and I wonder if it's because it's too, I mean, you can't really call the Rangers a small market team, but they're a team that nobody really pays all that much attention to. When you think uh, baseball in Texas, you think the Houston Astros, 
uh, you know, not really so much the Texas Rangers. Um, and with Phoenix, you know, eh, Phoenix is a spring, uh, you know, spring leagues uh, baseball town. It's all about spring training. It's not really mm-hmm. so much about the majors, but here they are taking each other on. So what might happen tonight? Where does the, this stand? We The Rangers are up three games to one. They won game four last night convincingly. It was a very high-scoring game. I think it was 11-7 to seven or 10-7. to seven. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, if, if the Rangers win tonight, they will take the World Series uh, four games to one. So if Arizona wants this thing, they better battle back hard. So what I think is funny about this, I misspoke. Um, there are people who are making comments to John Sherman He's not saying anything about it Ah, yet, but there are people who are making comments to John Sherman, particularly in letters to the editor, pointing out um, what I always think is a funny argument about whether we should build a new stadium for the Royals downtown, (laughs) which is, and, and it's a popular argument from people that don't want it, who say the Royals stink. Why should we give them a new stadium? Make them a good team first, and then you can build them a new stadium. I like the people that are telling, and I got a list of these in front of me out of Yahoo News put this together and saying somebody said both teams in this year's world series the diamondbacks and the rangers lost more than 100 games two years ago but then they said it can be done are the players the royals draft not that good or are the coaches that bad we might give you a new stadium if you give us a new team which is sort of making both arguments but there are other people that are using it to say listen a team can be really bad two years ago would be really bad right now and in two years be in the world series yeah and the thing is it doesn't really make any difference when you look over the life of a stadium you're gonna have up years and you're gonna have down years and that's true of absolutely every team i mean remember how lousy the yankees were about five years ago and they're you know if you talk about a team in baseball that's perennially at least competitive Mm-hmm. It's the New York Yankees, and yet for a while they weren't. So that's going to happen to absolutely any team. I mean, keep in mind, Kauffman Stadium opened 50 years ago. Yeah. So it's seen World Series, and it's seen lousy years and lousy stretches like we've had since the World Series. But that's what's now is not forever. Quite frankly, if the team was really, really good this year and in the World Series, if the Royals were, yeah. It takes a couple of years to get a stadium built. So the reverse could have happened. We could be in the World Series now and you say, okay, great, let's build them a stadium because they're amazing. And in the two or three years it takes to get that stadium built, they could stink again. Right. And and the the thing is, you know, again, it comes from us being fans and having our hearts in the game and not caring about the business side of things. Yeah. But what people fail to realize is that the difference in money made by any given team in a great year is not that much different than the the amount of money made by a team in a lousy year. That doesn't fluctuate that much. It doesn't fluctuate like we would think it would. That's why when they're terrible, you don't pay 30% for the tickets. Remind us about why. What's the explanation behind that? It's revenue sharing. The the league wants it that way. And that's not just true of Major League Baseball. That's true of any major sport. They want to make sure that every team they have is doing okay in terms of its relative market. Now, granted, it's going to cost a lot more to run a team in New York and Los Angeles than it will in Kansas City or, uh, you know, or, or, you know, uh, Phoenix or wherever. Because things are just more expensive there and taxes are higher and all of the rest of it. But they want to make sure that the teams stay viable. So they don't want a bad year or a bad stretch of years to mm-hmm. kill off a team and force it into bankruptcy. Um, okay, so Clark Hunt, chairman and CEO of uh, the Chiefs, was asked yesterday 
and made some comments about the holding pattern that we are all in waiting for the Royals to make a decision about this stadium. And he said a couple things that made me wonder, like, really? Because that counters a lot of what we've known uh-huh. about how this process is going to go. So we still don't know. No announcement yet. John Sherman still not made an announcement about where this stupid stadium is going, which is what I call it now until we make an announcement, until there's an announcement about it. And what I read into that is that, and I, I've been firm in my belief that they have made this decision a long time ago and that the, that, that decision is going to be on the east side of downtown. Uh, it's not going to be in Clay County. It's, it's not going to be on the north side. It's going to be that, that eastern end of downtown. But what that says to me is that they still don't have the deal from the city and the county that they want. Mm -hmm. And they're going to keep that other site open until they get what they want. Now, one way or the other, they're still going to be in the same place, I believe. Now, again, this is not based on any inside information at all. It's just the way these things normally go. And that's what you do. You always keep your second option open until you have what you want. And then you say, "Okay, fine, we'll go ahead and do it. Yeah, I mean, I, I say the same thing based on money, based on infrastructure and based on the fact that the whole point of this was not to move it out of that complex out there. The point was to build a downtown stadium. Yes. If you just wanted to move it out of Truman Sports Complex, there could be 15 sites on the table uh, and a lot that of them are, are not downtown or Northland. No, a lot of them are going to be on the Kansas side, too. Right. You know, again, lower taxes, the land is cheaper. <laughs> you could go someplace that there isn't anything yet. You know, we, right. and we had talked about the legends in that area a while ago, uh, and you know, people are still bringing that up as far as the Chiefs are concerned. But you're right. I mean, if you wanted, if the only thing that mattered was let's put it somewhere that's relatively accessible and really, really cheap, they mm-hmm. would have gone to the Kansas side. Right. And and that was on a list. I mean, when we first looked at, at sites, what it was feels like a gazillion years sites. ago. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there were a lot of them on there. And then it and then it became these two for a reason. Right. So Clark Hunt said yesterday, Chiefs are still waiting for the Royals to make a decision about what they're going to do so that the Chiefs know what they're going to do. But what he said was, our priority continues to be trying to figure out a way to renovate Arrowhead Stadium and extend its life. Anybody believe that? Isn't the thinking is the Royals move, the Chiefs build, the Chiefs tear down Kauffman and build a new stadium? Build a stadium on its old site and then knock down Arrowhead or, you know, turn it into a practice facility or whatever afterward. Um yeah, but as far as the NFL is concerned, they wouldn't be the first team to do that, to say, mm-hmm. okay, let's take a stadium that's an older stadium. And I have to believe, and if I'm wrong about this, jump all over me and tell me what an idiot I am. I, I will totally take that. But it is my feeling that there, even even though there are a lot of people who love Kauffman Stadium, that when it comes to having your heart in a building, that this city has its heart way more tied to Arrowhead than it does to Kauffman Stadium. And I don't know how recent the most, uh, for some reason, I very clearly remember the last time that Kaufman was renovated because I was here for it. Yeah. I don't remember the last time major, major improvements were made to Arrowhead. The thing that he said that makes sense to me that counters what I said about, I don't know, is that he said the Chiefs would prefer a 25-year lease renewal if they stay put. The Royals mm-hmm. want a 40-year lease agreement. Well, so 25 years is not 50 years. So maybe you can renovate it 
at a minimal cost, extend the life by 25 years. Yeah. And then in 25 years, you make a decision. Well, you know, and again, like I said, they wouldn't be the first team to do that. Tampa did that. Uh, Buffalo did that. And, and you know, the, uh, Buffalo's now building a new stadium. Tampa now has a new stadium that they've had for a while. But both of them, before that happened, did that same bit where they said, okay, if we don't want to finance a new stadium, let's at least renovate this place. And really what those renovations amount to is, yes, some of it is um, rehabbing the infrastructure, you know, the plumbing mm-hmm. and the electrical and all of that. But a lot of it is let's build more luxury boxes because that's an easy way to mm-hmm. raise revenue uh, and to raise revenue that would cover your costs for renovating the stadium. But when they did that, it lasted, like you said, maybe another 10 years, maybe another 15. But sooner or later, they're going to have to build new. A lot of you are texting in. Uh, if you want to get in on the conversation, if you have thoughts, 913-586-67798, feel free to get in here. And we just have no clue. There is no timeline. I originally, remember that announcement was supposed to be by the end of September for Kaufman. We have no idea. Yeah. Now. Right. And, and uh, Arrowhead and Kaufman opened up right around the same time, didn't they? In 1973. Mm-hmm. So. 51 years in my head. Is that 51 years? Yeah. Uh, well, 50, uh-huh. yeah, 50 plus a little bit. Um, okay. So, yeah, if you're talking about that, a renovation that would last another 25 years would extend the stadium's life out to 75 years. That's. I, that's a, an incredibly long time for a football stadium. Yes. Um, okay. Then we need to talk again about hockey. Uh, the question has been raised about whether Matt Petgrave, who is the hockey player that hit Adam Johnson and caused his death, I mean, whether he meant to or not, that's what happened. There's a question now about criminal charges. Um, this was on our list yesterday, and I said, wow, it didn't even occur to me no. that that could happen. Conversation's picking up speed a little bit. So we'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Subscribe to At Bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. All right, so we talked extensively a couple of days ago about this incident in hockey uh, where you have a hockey player that died after being cut in the neck by a skate. It just seemed like an accident, uh, and and I haven't seen it, but it just seemed like this freak accident that happens in sports sometimes. And, and John, you would know better than I do. I cannot think of a time where I have heard about a player being charged for something that happened on the field. Am I missing a time where that's happened? There's been a couple. Uh, okay. and, and strangely enough, they were in hockey. Both games, I believe, and and maybe Colin can uh, correct me on this if I'm wrong, were in Canada. One of them was the Donald Bashir incident, uh, which was he was 
and this is, I think, kind of what makes the big difference here. Donald Brashear was slashed from behind with a stick, uh, and it was more than a slash. I mean, the the player that hit him, whose name escapes me right now, used the stick like a like a club. I mean, brought it down from over his head and smashed Donald Brashear over the head with it. Uh, and there was an assault charge that was filed over that because it, it was just clearly blatant and so far outside the guidelines of the game that even just finding the player didn't seem like enough. And, and there was one other one in hockey that I would have to look up. But in this case, that seems to be what makes the difference is what what happened to Matt Petgrave on that play, and we can describe a little of this again if you want, is not outside the bounds of the game. And his leg came off, uh, came up off the ice to where it could come into contact with uh, with Adam Johnson's neck because he had been spun around by another player and he was trying to keep his balance. He okay. he didn't kick his leg up. He, he wasn't he wasn't doing something to try to injure somebody. He was just playing the game, and two awful things happened at the same time. And we have charged people before for things that they did that they didn't mean to do. We have we have terms for when we charge people for things that were an accident but still happened. Yes. Um. Yo, oh, go ahead. No, and I and I don't know, like, if that's manslaughter is the word that's being thrown around here. And that just seems like, in this case, like, wow, you're going to charge this guy with manslaughter? Well, Newsweek, for once in their existence, did something interesting. Um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not a big fan, but I happen to catch this. There, there was a Newsweek article about this and about the backlash that Matt Petgrave has faced. And again, if, if you watch the video, the video that's taken, uh, I, w- I will say, look, if you have any compunction at all about watching it, because it is a video that led to a man's death. I totally yeah. understand that, and I would encourage you not to watch it. But there is video taken from the TV cameras at the time that were shooting from far above the ice, mm-hmm. and it's not gory at least not in the initial you see what happened it's it it would give you it's almost like watching a diagram you know you get an idea of what happened but you don't see anything that would really turn your stomach which was i was thankful for that because i really wanted to know what had gone on here um so if you watch that you can see that it kind of fits into this definition so what newsweek did is they talked to a, a law professor from a London, the London School of Economics and Political Science. And what she said was, from what I've read on the news, it seems very unlikely that the Crown Prosecution Service would prosecute. For manslaughter, you need either gross negligence, a really large departure from normal standards of care, such as to justify criminal liability, or an unlawful and dangerous act. The latter uh, only likely if, for example, there had been a pretty flagrant breach of the sports rules, like in the Donald Brashear incident. That makes sense. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and neither one of those happened on the play. He didn't do anything that was so far out of hockey's rules that it would qualify. And he didn't he didn't really do anything that was negligent. He was engaged with another player. They spun around each other and his leg came up. That's it. He 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 probably didn't even see uh, Adam Johnson on the play. Um, do you think the video helps or hurts the possibility of him being charged? I think you it absolutely I mean? helps him. Yes. Okay. Because now that you can see it and see that it it aims more toward there was nothing he could have done. Yes. 
Um, and didn't mean to. And, and had no intent whatsoever. Um, and like you said, intent doesn't necessarily mean to, you know, tell the entire story. But if there is no intent, I mean, it would be like, um, you know, leaving a, uh, a stick of dynamite w- with a fuse lit in mm-hmm. the middle of an interstate. Okay, well, it could stay there and it could blow up. And if there's no traffic around, it's not going to hurt anybody. But if somebody happens to drive along at that point, you're going to kill them. Now, you didn't mean to kill that person. You didn't have an intent to do that. But what you did to set that series of events in motion was gross negligence. You should have known that was dangerous enough to kill somebody. I hate to say it. This is one of those times. And I never say this. I hate this argument. But I will say at this time, this seems like one of those times where he's going to feel like garbage oh, he does. for the rest of his life. He has, has already said uh, in, in a couple of brief, they weren't even interviews. They were just, yeah. you know, somebody from the press shouts a question. And he's already talked a little bit about the fact that he's just ripped apart by it. He's devastated. He killed a guy. Yeah. yeah. And didn't, it, no fault of his own. I mean, truly, like, didn't had no intention of that yep. wasn't playing violently wasn't you know, absolutely he can look at himself and say i truly did not mean to do anything here. that's that's actually a really good way to put it is it was not a dirty play right yeah he is getting uh social media attacks like the worst of the internet that you can imagine is coming after him for this um and he's talked about that a little bit but he is just getting every kind of threat because of this yeah. Um, I, you almost need like the prosecutors to come out and clear him, not clear him, but like make an announcement. If they're not going to charge him, make an announcement about why, which wouldn't normally you wouldn't do that. Normally you'd only make an announcement if you're going to charge somebody. Yes. But almost like to stave off some of that attention, make an announcement about why this is not criminal. Oh, I yeah, I agree. Uh, because if they make that decision, it would be very easy. for You could do that in a couple of sentences. You, you could right. say, we reviewed the tape and what we saw does not rise to the level of criminality in any way. Yeah. Um, so we'll see what they decide to do here. I suspect it, it won't be a quick, quick decision. Um, but you never know how fast this stuff will go. Yeah, it, I would say probably within the next week, uh, okay. we we should know whether they're whether they're going to pursue anything. I mean, it just seems so obvious from watching the play that there was no intent and no way that he could have known or could have foreseen what was about to happen. That it wouldn't surprise me to see within a week or so. You know, and, and somebody on the text line to give credit said, "Yet Alec Baldwin still hasn't been charged." Actually, aren't didn't they just reopen that case? I was just going to say, it's. I can't remember the circumstances behind it because I feel like this is the story that just won't go away. You're right. Something new has happened with that. I know you're looking it up. Yeah. I feel like that case has been reopened against him on some level, but I can't remember what. But you're right. Yeah, I, I mean, that I don't continues. Think he, I think you're right. I don't think he has been charged yet, but I think they, they reopened the investigation. Uh, let's see. This was two weeks ago, according to Reuters. Prosecutors to recharge Alec Baldwin for rust shooting. I don't know that it's happened yet, but they did. Um, let's see. New Mexico prosecutors Tuesday, this would have been Tuesday, October 15th, um, said that they intended to recharge actor Alec Baldwin with, with involuntary manslaughter you know, related to the shooting. Uh, but I don't know that they've actually filed the charges yet. They did announce their intent. I don't see anything. You're probably looking at stuff that I am that says two weeks ago on every headline here, and I don't see any update on that. Uh, Special prosecutor said Baldwin's case will be brought before a grand jury in mid-November. So, yeah, to make a a decision about it. Okay. 
Um, so you never know where that will go. Uh, we have a bit of an update on the death of Matthew Perry. Um, not a lot of one, but enough that it's worth talking about here for a second. Actually, a couple updates. Um, TMZ pointed out that the Homicide and Robbery Division of LAPD is investigating this, and they said that's standard procedure. It's a high-profile death. To our knowledge, nobody witnessed it, but we don't know. That's standard. That there doesn't mean he was murdered, but they are they are investigating that fully. We have initial toxicology results that don't tell a lot, except to say he did not have fentanyl or meth in his system yeah, when he died. Ruled out a couple of things, and those are probably very easy to test for. I mean, you do a quick blood test on it, and if there's opioids or methamphetamine in the blood, then it's going to show up right away. They did not address alcohol, um, and nope. you know that, that. Who knows why? Uh, that, that doesn't necessarily. That's not indicative of. Ooh, well, maybe there is. It's just maybe those results mm-hmm. haven't come back yet. Yeah. So more in-depth testing is underway. That could take weeks or months. I mean, depending on what they're testing for. Yeah. The thing I wondered about yesterday was, at what point is there a public memorial? At one point, is there is there a service of some kind? Not to get morbid about it, but do they need his? Do they need to keep his body until the results come back, or do they like have what they need? I can they, can I, they, I have never <laughs> never taken part in an inquest, so yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> no, me I either. Mean, you would think that as long as they have samples of blood and hair and all of the rest of it, that they would be fine. Mm-hmm. That you wouldn't need the rest of the body. I mean, uh, things like the you know, the regular autopsy where they measure the weight of the heart and uh, other vital organs and things like that. That's already been done. Yeah, so it made me wonder, like, can they release his body for burial? Do we know what his family situation is? I, I mean, I know his parents were, uh, you know, of relative degrees of fame, but are they still around? They are. Um, they are. Okay. I don't his dad is, and somebody correct me, is it John Langford Perry is his name? He is an actor who I also, I also did um, Old Spice commercials at one point. Yes. They did several movies together. There are a lot of pictures and stuff of them doing several movies together. His parents split when he was one or two. His mom got remarried in 1981 to Keith Morrison, who is an anchor on Dateline. What I can't remember is I know he has at least one sibling because the ass- assistant, if you believe TMZ, called 911 and, right. and a sibling yep. when they found his but i don't know if that's the only one i'd have to look it up um, and yeah. i don't know where everybody is i don't know if everybody's in la or how long it because it took his his parents and his stepdad arrived at that house but i believe it was late that night if you're one of his relatives and obviously i mean we don't know what kind of people they are or what they're like what their opinions are or anything like that but if it were you I, I, well, let me speak for myself, uh, and then and then I'll ask you the same question. I would have a hard time, I think, doing some kind of, maybe a public memorial, but I don't know that I would do a public viewing or a public funeral or anything else like that because it would turn into a madhouse. I Yeah, I agree. I, I think he is beloved enough and well-known enough, and this was so much of a surprise. Do a public something. Yeah. You don't have to have his body there because people are setting up the memorials anyway. I mean, outside the um, the Friends Coffee House in New York, that's becoming, you know, a, a memorial. So give people a chance to pay their respects. I don't think you have to because, quite frankly, we don't know what condition that body's in. Well, sure. And, I mean, even, you know, just a viewing where there's a closed casket or something like that, I, I just... 
I think that kind of thing, like I said, has has the potential to just become overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, I don't know what else you do rather than have in the absence of having his body there, just have some kind of a wake or something. And maybe you do have the the other cast members and the you know the people that were there, uh, you know, the directors and the writers and all of that that, you know, take part in some kind of service where they all speak akin to what happened. And I honestly don't remember if his body was there or Mm -hmm. not. But uh, we've talked before about the celebrity funeral for uh, Graham Chapman of Monty Python Mm -hmm. and that incredible eulogy that John Cleese gave um, that that was just weird and hilariously funny. and, And I mean, it just fit perfectly. But that was something that was I don't think that was open to the public. I think they televised that because they wanted the the church was full. Graham Chapman had a lot of friends, but I don't think it was full of fans. Yeah, where do you do it in LA? Yeah. You would have so many people. What you know, stadium do, do you put this in? The arena, you're right, where the where the where the Lakers play or whatever. Uh yeah. something like that. But maybe that's what you do is just have a couple of speakers come up and, and just talk about what it was like and have as many people as you can that are in there for it and, you know, and leave it at that. Thank you to the texter. I didn't catch this yesterday. TMZ apparently reported that they released his body to the family to plan for cremation or burial. There you go. So it sounds like, yeah, they are going to do something that's going to be private. So I completely support that idea. But it's John Bennett Perry, by the way. I, I mistook that middle name. And the middle name was Matthew's middle name. Langford. Is that the same? Yeah. Um, uh, I think. People.com um, is telling me it's John Bennett Perry. Yeah, no, no. But I I'm mean, getting Langford Ma- from somewhere. Ma- Matthew Perry's middle name was Matthew Langford oh, Perry. Yeah. okay. That makes sense. I didn't think I was making it up. In all, he has five siblings from his parents' later marriages. And he apparently talked about it in the book. And they looked a lot younger than him in these pictures. I mean, a lot younger. Yeah. Like, they could be his kids. It was so. rough, rough living. So, who knows what we'll hear about. Um, boy, you just start to think about, real quick, who could end up... There are so many people that he worked with over the years that could speak at that service. Yeah. Um, Bradley Whitford, he was really good friends with, and and starting with the West Wing, and then they did Studio 60 on the Sunset Strip for a bit, and then they were really good friends. Bradley Whitford posted this very thoughtful, very lengthy post yesterday on, on Twitter. Just think about the people that could that could speak that could be really interesting. So we'll see. We'll see what we end up hearing about. Uh, all right, we'll take a break. Coming up, um, I hate to keep on this sad note here, but there was the announcement yesterday that an actor who you probably don't know a lot about, but I know from years of watching General Hospital, that died at a really young age, and it was the age that got my attention. We'll get to that coming up here on KMBZ. Just wanted to talk for a second um, about the death of an actor that we heard about yesterday that I would understand if a lot of you don't know who he is, but it's still significant. Um, Tyler Christopher was on General Hospital for a lot of the time that I watched it. Growing up, we watched all the ABC soaps, um, and then in high school and college, I kept watching. Uh, Tyler Christopher had been on that show from the mid-90s through the mid 210s or what 2000s whatever we call them and then very frequently a lot of the daytime shows will bring people back later and they make guest appearances over the years which he had done also but it got my attention because the initial post came out of from a co-star of his that maurice uh, Maurice bernard who's been on that show forever who said that he died from a cardiac event in his san diego apartment at the age of 50. wow and here we are again 
with this, with the age. Yeah. Uh, I mean, if, if anything, and I, I have no idea what his personal life was like, because uh, a lot of people have been saying, you know, with Matthew Perry, if, if it was his heart that gave out, then it was probably a lot of years of very hard living and being very hard in his body that, that contributed to that. But I, I don't know anything about what his life was like. It just is another reminder that no matter what your age, getting yourself checked out every now and again is a really good idea. The only thing I've heard about it is People.com just did a story compiling all of the reaction to this, and there's a lot of it, again, because he was so young. They just said prior to his death, he had struggled in recent years with alcohol, was arrested numerous times for public intoxication, and at one point had been placed under the guardianship of his sister. That's the first I'd heard about any of that. Um, He was married to Eva Longoria for a brief period of time a while ago. I I remembered that about him. Mm -hmm. Again, because my dad died of a heart attack at 50 with a history of like being diabetic and high blood pressure, but otherwise lived a pretty healthy life. It just becomes very scary of how how out of nowhere that can happen. Oh, definitely. And, so. you know, as much as I'm sitting here saying, so it's a good idea to get yourself checked out every so often. <laughs> I, I don't practice what I preach. I mean, should I have had a stress test by now? Oh, yeah. Have I? No. So a couple of you are texting and that you remember him. It just... Um, and it's just interesting because, not that I've ever worked on a soap opera, but they people that work in soap operas, with a few exceptions, tend to do soap operas and then do nothing else, acting-wise. Yeah. And so there's John Stamos and Demi Moore, and there are a few exceptions to that. Janine George Clooney. Yeah. Um, but for the most part, that's just the, the world that they stay in. And, and so it usually means that they're on those shows for a really long time. They play the same character for 20 years and just you hear about the outpouring from that community of people that worked with him over time it just is just a bummer yeah so and then of course after you're done playing that character you get to play his evil twin and then he moved to it so sometimes then you move to a different show and play the same (laughs) the same character too especially on the same network they'll they'll do that across others as well so or come back from the dead or whatever so um, and then real quick, uh, on a happier note, Kevin Bacon is back. Yes. Yeah, they finally got him. Uh, Kevin Bacon, we told you a little bit about his story earlier this week. This is not the actor Kevin Bacon, but a pig who is his namesake that had gotten loose from his pen in Adams County, Pennsylvania, and had been wandering around. They couldn't catch him. There were sightings all over the place, but we now have more information about not only how they finally caught him, well, why they couldn't catch him, they said that he was so good at hearing anything that sounded a little bit off. They had put nets down to try to catch him, but they said as soon as he would hear leaves rustle or anything, he would just take off again, and they couldn't get him, couldn't get him, couldn't get him. Finally, it was the fact that he's a pig that <laughs> ended up uh, getting him back into custody. They had left a number of sticky buns, like cinnamon buns, with pet-safe Benadryl in them and it was one of those and it finally knocked them out enough that they were able to get him back they said they're going to reinforce not only the cage but the concrete pad underneath it to make sure he doesn't get out again he just walked back in yep and just hung out and said okay i'm done with my little adventure we're good all right we'll take a break uh coming up the next hour we have yet another update about this funeral home in colorado uh and all the remains that were found there get to that coming up in the next hour here in kmbz We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? 
Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.